latest research would have me believing that getting hit in the head really hard multiple times apparently isn't as good for you as we thought. And so I'm speaking to you Canadians, no more Boxing Day, for the love of God. To Americans, Merry Christmas. I don't know why they call it Merry Christmas. Mary had nothing to do with it. She just happened to be a surrogate body to get impregnated against her will. Do you ever wonder about that, that immaculate conception? You know, like when did it happen? Were there roofies involved? Was Bill Cosby there? I, I'm just saying, this is a weird story. There's a lot of weird stories in the Bible, but I love the one about Santa Claus. Well, I used to until I realized this year that Santa Claus is kind of an anti-Semite. Never thought about this, but he doesn't bring any Jewish kids presents, no matter if they were naughty or nice. That's just not fair. Santa Claus belongs to everyone, Jews and Gentiles, I think. All right, let's get out of the weeds here before I offend every single person on the planet and introduce myself. My name is Crystal Clear. I am the host of More Mortalons. This is not a religious show, but it does involve the spirit. This is not a show about health, although it does involve the body and disease. This is not a show for children. It is a show for adults who are very immature. All right, I hope that applies to you. Today, we are going to hear from a listener, and I am going to... Well, you'll just have to stick around and find out to hear what else I'm going to do, because it's pretty weird and hard to explain. But it's all going to make sense someday. Yes, it's all going to make sense someday, just like Morglon's disease. Mm Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. All right, before we jump down the rabbit hole that I have been burrowing deeper and deeper into until coming out on the other side, which of course led me to China, I want to first share with you a communication that was sent to me by a listener. Shonda. Hello, Crystal Clear. I'm a big fan of yours, and so are my Morgulans. (laughs) Well, they love you too, I understand. I was homeless for 16 years, and I can give you my theories. But just let my pics show you what has, well, I'm not sure how to say this, what I've given birth to. Doctor I just went to scrutinized my pics, of course, asked who my therapist and drug counselors were, so I'm sure that they all lie to me. He will soon tell me, as the last doc did, that it is a, quote, uterine polyp, which are now spread to organs, bowels, and legs, etc. I'm so weak. The pain is unbearable, and I hope God comes soon. But you make me laugh, and I have no family or friends, so I was perfect for, quote, them to experiment on me. Nanotech disease slash Morgulons, I give up. I can't get past the doc's first words. Says here you have a history of methamphetamine abuse. You have delusional parasitosis. Goodbye. New doc looked scared, very scared. Then started to doubt. As I tried to keep my cute little newborn thingy in a jar of water, well, it completely disintegrated in less than an hour. It turned into a slimy pink puff of poof. So I had no proof for this poof. But I also have a video, which was on TikTok, that they removed immediately. And below this message is a picture of something that I'm sure all of you have pictures of yourself if you have Morgulons. It's like a pink jelly thing with some weird, uh, like, little black nuggets embedded in it. Uh, Looks like it's got some maybe little mohawk, maybe a couple black teeth poking out of one end beautiful little tail, little curly tail, um, and what appears to be, of course, um, a hair, like, coming out of it. Yeah, we've seen this before. That is for sure. Shonda, 
thank you so much for sharing your experience, uh, sharing your picture. I have one exactly like it, that little weird fucking alien pink fetus thing. Oh, yes, I have so many, so many in my own albums of morgues. Um, a few other things. Surprised to hear that TikTok took down your morgy pictures. I would think that the Chinese would be wanting to keep track of their specimens and guinea pig people. I'm sorry, guinea pig post-human people. Also, very sorry to hear that you were homeless for 16 years. I cannot even imagine how difficult that must have been, or maybe still is. I hope that's not the case. I hope you have found housing. Uh, It's too fucking cold to not have a place that is safe and warm to lay your head at night. Every human being deserves that. As far as not having any friends or family, you have this family and you have these friends in this community of Morgies. We are here for you. We care about you. Some say this community, which you have joined by reaching out, is one of the most powerless, influential communities in the world. Bottom line is there's strength in numbers and danger in isolation, so I'm glad you have joined the land of the living. Since God hasn't come yet to take you, I assume that means you still have more work to do, like lifting up the spirits of Crystal Clear and others like Crystal Clear, who also have morgues and needed a laugh today. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for giving us perspective. Thank you for your incredible resilience and forbearance in the face of unimaginable troubles, trials, and tribulations. You clearly are a winner, a warrior, and a force to be reckoned with. I applaud you, and I believe you. You're not crazy, and you don't deserve this. I'd love to hear from more of you listeners. You know you can click the link in the show description and leave me a voice note. It cuts off at one minute, but you can leave as many as you want. You can send me an email to moremorglons at gmail.com. It takes me a while to respond sometimes because I am a highly disorganized person. That is what my psychiatrist said. (laughs) Just kidding. I don't go to a psychiatrist. I wouldn't go to a psychiatrist unless I needed drugs for some reason other than what their intended use is. Speaking of drugs and psychiatry, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit today about ADHD. If you've listened to the show before, then you may be aware of the fact that I don't believe in ADHD. I don't think it's real. And I also don't believe in any of the other diagnoses in the DSM-5, the Bible, the diagnostic manual of the uh, pseudoscientific quacks who call themselves psychiatrists. Me, personally, I think ADHD is a fake disease invented by fake doctors and enabled by school teachers and administrators too lazy to make the curriculum more interesting. Um, If they have uh, hyperactivity and attention deficit, it means that mm, they're not really falling into line with all this sitting down and using a pencil to mark in little tiny bubbles one after another, one after another for hours and hours and hours. Thank you, standardized testing and public education system. Here's some amphetamines. Good luck with the test. Yeah. Why is the problem always the individual 
and not the society. That's what I'd like to know. If all these children are hyperactive and they can't pay attention, instead of changing the child by giving them enough speed to fuel a 24-hour bike-a-thon with the Hell's Angels, maybe we should change the way we do school. Hmm, crazy idea. But anyway, um, there's a lot of things, though, that can mimic so-called attention deficit order, or for that matter, conduct disorder. Oh, oppositional defiant disorder? Yeah, you guys, they just make this shit up. (laughs) Um, There are some things, though, that can mimic uh, these symptoms of hyperactivity and lack of focus and mainly also anger aggression, hostility, irritability. And it has nothing to do with some kind of like mysterious rapid onset psychological illness. It's called lead poisoning. All right. Now, how did I get onto this lead poisoning thing? I don't know if you guys have been following any of these stories in the news about the intentional lead poisoning that has occurred and affected uh, hundreds of families, possibly more. And their children who have been eating these tainted, weird applesauce things, cinnamon applesauce packs that were sold at Dollar Tree. If you haven't heard about this yet and you have children, please, right now, go to your fucking pantry. Make sure there's nothing in there that says applesauce um, that has like cinnamon and a weird squeezy pack. I mean, that already should have been questionable, my friends. But hey, you're a parent. You're busy. You don't have time to fucking make sure that everything that you buy isn't tainted with lead. That's what the fucking FDA is supposed to do. Anyway, well, the FDA's on it now that a few kids have died and countless others have been poisoned. But um, yeah, turns out they're like, yeah, not only was this applesauce uh, tainted, it looks like it was intentionally tainted with lead. Well, who could be behind this? Well, the applesauce was made in Ecuador. But the further you dig into this story, it turns out it wasn't the applesauce that was the problem. It wasn't the packaging that was the problem. It was the cinnamon. And where did the cinnamon come from? China. (laughs) Of course it did. So someone intentionally tainted the cinnamon with lead because, hey, lead is a heavy metal. You mix it up with cinnamon, you buy it by the weight. So, hey, we just sold you a pound of cinnamon. It just so happens that half of that pound is lead. Now, think of the precipitous rise over the past mm, 20 years or so in children who are unable to concentrate, bouncing off the walls, angry, oppositional, uh, hostile, aggressive. You get the picture. This seems like an epidemic, right? An epidemic of ADHD? Mm, I don't know. Is it ADHD or lead poisoning? Well, you may be saying crystal clear, it can't be lead poisoning. This is an isolated incident that you are globalizing without any evidence and pointing the finger at China. What's your deal with China anyway? Why do you hate China so much? Well, I don't hate China. I hate the CCP. And the reason why I'm talking about this is not because it's just some paranoid theory. I want to introduce you to some information that I found. Well, it's actually a very long story. Okay, let me try to start from the beginning. I started researching this murder that happened in August of this last summer at uh, UNC Chapel Hill in the Research Triangle, as they call it, North Carolina. I got interested in this story because I have a theory that 
China is selectively targeting their scholars and murdering them once their research and discoveries have been utilized for the purposes of covert warfare against the United States and her allies. Well, go back and listen to the episode I did a while back called Jibberly Wong Shooting the People. In that episode, I discussed the mass shooting in Binghamton, New York that occurred, I think it was 2009. One of the victims, uh, of the many victims of that shooting perpetrated by an ethnic Chinese man uh, from Vietnam originally, Jiverly Wong. One of, the, one of the people he shot when he was doing his shooting spree was a visiting scholar from China who worked on ground radar. Just thought it was an interesting tidbit at the time. And then I've since then discovered more stories of scholars dying under strange circumstances. Like, remember when the COVID lockdown was finally lifted in China? And then like the next week, something like 10 or 15 high profile famous academics and scholars in China suddenly died all at once from quote unquote coronavirus. If this all sounds crazy to you, I don't know why. If you were a nation state uh, engaged in covert warfare tactics, non-traditional weapons, I don't know, like uh, a bioweapon that killed something like 7, 8 to 15 million people around the world, you might become a little paranoid that one day you might be on trial somewhere, like an international court of law. Nuremberg's ring any bells. Well, and if such a thing were to happen, wouldn't you want to do what all thugs and gangsters do when they're put on trial? You would want to kill the witnesses. And who are the witnesses when you're dealing with biological weapons and other technologies? Well, they're scholars and academics. Those are the witnesses you would want to kill to cover up your crimes. Last year around this time in China, a bunch of scholars up and died, like way more than normal die, because they, quote, lifted the COVID lockdown. So they tried to kill the witnesses. Who were the witnesses? Found a guy that was in his 50s, uh, chief engineer of China's fast nuclear reactor program, uh, the guy who developed China's first optical fiber, fiber uh, founding engineer in China's rare earth industry, a top national science and technology prize winner for his contribution to China's laser weapons. Um, the Academy did not provide a cause of death for any of these members. Mm -hmm. 
This huge long ass preamble is the context in which I found myself researching a murder that occurred last summer, August 28th, 2023, on the campus of UNC Chapel Hill. A Chinese scholar was shot by his Chinese grad student. Weird, just enough to be like, weird, gotta read the what the fuck is this about? Because some weird shit going on. His professor, his professor was a guy named, forgive my pronunciation, Ziji Yan, Y-A-N, Yan. Uh, he was an associate professor in the Department of Applied Physical Sciences, where he led the Yan Research Group. Now, on the website of the Yan Research Group, the group states its primary research goal is to transcend the boundary between photonics and materials science by developing new techniques to study light-matter interactions at the nanometer scale. From what I understand, this Ziji Yan guy, the professor that got murdered, he basically played some kind of major role in inventing something called optical matter, which is metal nanoparticles that are held together by light somehow. He and these students were using this optical matter he made to create something called optical tweezers. Yeah, this is getting so morgy, like I'm morgan out right now, like hairs are just dancing out of my eyeballs. No, I'm just kidding. But just weird coincidence, if nothing else. No background history of violence. No known motive, as far as anybody can tell. His name's, uh, and again, forgive me, Ty Lee Key. Q-I is the last name. I don't know. Um, he was a grad student in the Department of Applied Physical Sciences, and he obviously was charged first-degree murder um, and possessing a firearm on school property. Um, he got his undergraduate degree at Wuhan University in China. <laughs> Go back and check out the episode about James Walbert that I did. Um, the intro to that talks about Vince Lee, also an alum of Wuhan University, who ended up cannibalizing a man on a Greyhound bus in Manitoba. Project Artichoke meet Project Watercress. I tracked on a sidebar, I went on a tangent, and I actually, for some reason, started looking up the actual scene of the crime. So I'm gonna bring you full circle. The scene of the crime is the Caudill Chemistry Labs at UNC Chapel Hill. Well, I got a little curious. Who is this Caudill? He must be an important guy if he's had a chemistry lab at NC Chapel Hill named after him. Well, it turns out he was a very important guy, a businessman who created a business called Magellan Laboratories. Uh, they later became bought and called Magellan um, Diagnostics. And later they were bought again by a company called Meridian. Well, let me tell you, Magellan Laboratories for many, many years throughout most of all the 2000s up until about 2017 was the nation's largest supplier of lead testing. Yes, children as part of their routine, uh, you know, pediatric visits are tested for lead levels. And chances are they were tested with one of these tests. That is, until the tests were recalled in 2017-18 for being faulty. In fact, three executives from uh, Magellan Laboratories ended up 
being indicted on wire fraud and some other charges for knowingly covering up and being in a conspiracy to cover up the faulty test that gave falsely low readings of lead. Countless numbers of children have been improperly screened for lead poisoning in this country, all due to Magellan, which, as I said earlier, was bought by Meridian. And who's Meridian? Oh, well, that's the company that owns that illegal biolab in Reedley, California. You know, the one they found like 20-something pathogens in and a thousand um, genetically engineered mice to carry COVID? Yeah. The uh, FBI, CDC went in, looked around, said, we don't see any pathogens here, just these 20 uh, in this fridge, the Ebola, HIV, uh, COVID, God only fucking knows what else we won't tell you. And about a thousand rats in various stages of um, decay, cocaine highs, and death uh, littered all over this shitty, dirty lab in the middle of California. Sure, there's not uh, a dozen of those littered throughout the state. Yeah, that's owned by Meridian. And guess what? Meridian just got bought this year by SD Biosensors and a private equity group called JPL. And what is SD Biosensors known for? Well, they're known for creating COVID-19 test kits, the largest makers of COVID-19 test kits, which were also recalled from the market for being faulty and also contaminated with bacteria. <sighs> They've also worked in close concert with BGI Group. Go back and listen to my episode about BGI Group. Yeah. There's a lot of dirty little hands in this thing. And if you just dig at all, you can catch these fuckers red-handed, yellow-handed, whatever-handed. The point is, this company needs to be blacklisted. Anyway, I don't know what the fuck is going on with all this, but I don't know. Seems tainted with a little bit of Morgulons. Just an update, I've recovered from my COVID, but now I've got the flu. Yeah. I've got to love these weaponized respiratory viruses going around, being pumped out of planes overhead, high altitude balloons, quote unquote. I would say stay safe out there, but there's nowhere safe, so stay strong and stay tuned. <laughs>